Mujewale, mujewale, mujewale. My name is Bonnie Kubuka and this is the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. All right, uh, welcome once again to the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Uh, today's episode is we're mostly going to be talking about situations in Uganda. And I'm so proud to bring one of my OBs, uh, one of my best friends. Uh, we went to school together. And I can't be more proud to hear that he's now a counselor. So I want to introduce to you, counselor Asuma Gilbert. You're welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much, Bonnie. I'm I'm glad to be here. My name is uh, Gilbert, Gilbert Asimwe, but I'm mostly known as Gilbert Sparks because uh, most of my friends, that's the name I go back. I go with from where back. Okay. Uh, I'm a lawyer, a human rights lawyer, and I'm an advocate in Uganda. And basically, I look into a whole lot of stuff, but the most important bit is uh, the whole human rights aspect of it. That's the whole reason why I wanted to have you on this show today because there's a lot of things going on in Uganda right now. Uh, okay. Uh, and I'm going to be mixing Luganda and English a little bit uh, so that some of my people in Uganda can get a better understanding of it. Now also, not for, forget other people who are in Uganda that actually don't speak Luganda, you know. So. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's try to not leave anyone behind. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure um, everybody, what's going on on everybody's minds right now is the voting that's coming up on the 14th of uh, January. Um, yes. What what has been the situation in Uganda? What have you seen going on there? Uh, Bonnie, frankly, the situation in Uganda is a little rough. A little rough. Uh, we, we like to think this is a, a kind of election or election period that we have never had before. It is actually unprecedented simply because... Uh, it came under the surge of the pandemic of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. It took us by surprise the whole of last year. But fortunately or unfortunately, it was right around the time we were supposed to organize general election, particularly the presidential elections that were supposed to take place in the country. Mm-hmm. So uh, what makes them a little bit significant is that um, after the whole managing, the whole corona managing lockdown and everything it was actually left with this very very small period okay for campaigning yeah. prior mm-hmm. to the elections which actually, i think it was a period of a month or two that has been gazetted for campaigning has mm-hmm. been pretty intense because you have a whole lot of candidates that are running for the presidential race uh this time you have a whole lot of candidates that have been all over the country but uh they have been trying to campaign vis-a-vis uh uh, the corona uh, SOPs in place that a government has put in place. So it has been pretty intense with the police trying to manage everything. But uh, you're talking about the police trying to maintain, but I'm not in Uganda right now and I've been watching the news and it doesn't okay. seem fair. It doesn't seem fair that uh, a group of presidential candidates is treated differently than the other group of and. For that reason, there's a lot of lives that have been lost in the country. Like So how is that? Well, frankly, like I mentioned earlier, the situation in Uganda has been crazy. And that is particularly because, well, if you to look at it in a logical perspective and in a legal perspective, yeah, 
you mm-hmm. you 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 realize that uh, there has been a lot of uh, a violation of human rights, both enshrined within our constitution of the Republic of Uganda, and other governing laws that are binding uh, on Uganda as a country, particularly like the UN laws and everything. But the most worrying bit is that uh, state-operated organ- organs or security agencies that are particularly supposed to observe or observe law and order this time around have taken a twist for the for for, for the worst and they've actually mm-hmm. been involved in they've actually been involved in the violation of the human rights uh, we have seen a lot of shootings around uh, this this campaign has been uh, this campaign trail has been tainted with a lot of bloodshed it has been tainted with a lot of uh, death counts and everything simply because uh, like I mentioned before, it is unprecedented. We're looking at a generation, a younger generation, a generation of the youth that occupied about 80, 85% of the population. Yeah? And yeah. These, are, these, are the, these are youth that are brought together or that uh, share common challenges in the country. Vis-a-vis when you look at the political scene, the uh, economic, uh, the economic climate in Uganda, it is not faring that well. Uh, resources are being misappropriated, and then uh, they have been pleased trying to appeal to the government to 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 see if they can actually bring out a few changes mm-hmm. and uh, remedy some of these challenges that the youth or uh, the majority of the populace are facing. But most of these pleas have been in vain, simply because uh, I don't like to. Maybe the best way to put it is the regime has had a different agenda, different from what yeah. exactly yeah. They, pro- they promised before. You see, when the government was coming into power, they actually their liberation front was founded on principles of democracy. It was founded on principles of respect of human rights, uh, enrichment of natural resources. Um, it, it came with a whole lot of things, yeah? But by mm-hmm. then, it was actually appealing because these are the things that were actually affecting the country. These are the things that the country needed at the moment to stabilize and see to it that we achieve economic development. We develop a whole lot of sectors and also foster uh, creation of jobs for the, the nationals. Yeah? Yeah. By, yeah. Then, by then, it was ideal simply because those are the challenges that were for the country. But over time, over time, you realize that at the time that the regime has spent in power, they sort of derailed from their original agenda. They derailed mm-hmm. and uh, they, they, they got personal agendas, which move along lines of enrichment, uh, tribalism and nepotism, trying to, 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 to bring uh, a particular group of people that believe or have the same kind of thinking along the lines of what exactly they hope to achieve, yeah? Mm-hmm. And we're talking in terms of enrichment. That's why you see uh, this current government, over the 35 years it has been in rule, it has been dated with a lot of corruption, a lot of uh, abuse of human rights. It has uh, stampled on the very principles that they came to power with, the principles of democracy. Yeah, talking about that, that um, I actually remember sometime... I don't know what year it was when they removed the pre, uh, age limit of a presidential candidate. Like, how yeah. is that possible? Like, 
Yes, the, uh, that is the thing. The, uh, the way the system works down here, yeah, is mm-hmm. that uh, you, you have a government, you, you have a president, but that president uh, is, leads a party. It's it, the same way you have Republicans and Democrats back there, yeah? But yeah. Numbers, numbers play the role in parliament. So if you have an agenda, you need to push through the parliament and make it official in a legal sense, yeah? The thing mm-hmm. is, you have to vote. Once it is tabled in parliament, you have to vote on it. And this is precisely what was done back then. And I remember uh, it was right around the time when Honorable uh, Chagulani, Robert, who is currently actually challenging the president, was an MP. Mm-hmm. Was an MP by then. So this is something that we are trying to oppose simply because it is something that was, uh, for, for lack of a better word, ridiculous. Yeah, like I mentioned yeah. before, it is against the very principles that brought the NRM, which happens to be the ruling party in power. Now, this NRM has actually been in power for over 35 years. Now, over the 35 years, that gap right there covered for, covers for the 85% of uh, the population who are actually the youth. Okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Museveni has outlived a whole age gap of 35 years and has practically detached from the reality of what is affecting his citizens. Uh, And we're talking things of uh, economic jobs, uh, uh, social factors and everything. We're talking about hospitals, medication. Uh, We're talking about infrastructure, roads. Uh, you're looking at scenarios where we recently, surprising, surprisingly, case in fact, uh, we just recently acquired uh, an Airbus. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and that was last year. But the funny thing is, it is just one. And before the government <laughs> came in power, there were actually quite more. You get the idea? So yeah. we, we kind of took a step. For every step we took forward in the guise of achieving democracy, we sort of took five five steps back, and yeah. that and that situation alone over the period of thirty five years has been escalating, has been escalating. Now the challenge is before people would kind of look away, they were kind of turn a blind eye simply because they were managing. But uh, last year, situation took a plot for the worst simply because uh, I think it also is the corona, corona that made things a little worse for people. I know, and people are fed up mm. about what is going on right now. Mm. And most of the youth, like even me, myself, I was talking about in the earlier uh, episode yeah, that I wanted to do aviation when I was in Uganda. Yeah. But because of the lack of the education system in Uganda, I found myself wanting to leave the country to go find a better education system yeah. that's why i moved to the united states okay. and like things like this with the government being in power for so long that they are failing to manage the government and i i look at it like most like honorable chagwani okay. coming out he has opened a lot of other youth mm. to these things that they didn't know that was going on and that's what is going on right now and that's what uh, our current president doesn't like like he wants to keep his people under his like 
power or something like not ngatewali muntu ababusa kwegamanga abakumira ngatoma ina chiche weta gamugula mogo but like when you get somebody who opens up your mind and that's where all that is coming from would you say that's that's what is going on yeah maybe that is exactly what is going on but maybe to put it into context yeah chagulanyi mm-hmm. has been a, a, a necessary a necessary factor into what exactly is taking place right now and uh, i think his major i would call it his mistake to the regime has been to give the whole country a rude awakening of what exactly is happening in the country and all he's doing is he's saying look here do you know you deserve better you deserve more and you can actually get more why because the resources are actually there the only difference is they're being misappropriated they're being uh, they're being misused but the resources are actually there you you understand right yeah yeah so essentially this what, what this has done it has sort of awakened the spirit in the country of the majority mm-hmm. of the citizens who who can uh, who who have been sitting on this plight for quite a long time but without an avenue to release it or or to see how they can get it over with or get a remedy to it right and here comes someone who is actually determined and can actually relate to the plight of the most people of the country he can relate because he is out there preaching um trying to, to to relate to the people in in uh, exactly what affects them in the challenges that they're facing in the country the medication in the hospitals mm-hmm. accessibility to those those hospitals the infrastructure uh equal distribution of resources you find one area or region of the country is more developed than the other then uh you have issues of corruption which is has be, has become a trend now all over government and government officials so these things kind of agitate have kind of agitated the people over time but they didn't exactly have something to do now bobby wine over the period that he has come uh bobby wine is chagulani bobby wine over the period that he came yeah mm-hmm. what what he, yeah. what he basically was doing was trying to show the people that you know what it is about time that you woke up and you took matters into your own hands yeah and try to mm-hmm. think how exactly you can personally remedy the things that affect you the only reason why i'm doing this is simply because that i trust all the people that are supposed to be taking care of us who we entrust with our vote who we entrust with their leadership to drive us to the right direction seem to have a different agenda they seem to be selfish they seem to care about themselves and they seem to 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 push for whatever best interests them so what we best do is we better take matters into our own hands and trying to look for an avenue in a legal way to go about every first rose for chadondo east as a, name, a member of parliament he came into parliament he was been very very vocal against some of these things that have been actually mm-hmm. considered uh, injustice or things that have been considered unlawful that the regime has practically imparted on Ugandans without their will or against their will and this is simply because they have the numbers in parliament so when it comes when something is tabled who which is ordinarily done by still their MPs 
they have the numbers to back it up and eventually pass it into law. You understand? So, yeah. so, so, yeah. so, then he was in parliament, but he took a better twist because the challenges that he was ad- advocating for in Chadondo were not just in Chadondo. These are things that were happening all over the country, in the north, in the east, in the west. People were facing the same things, were complaining about the same things. They don't have the jobs. It is a particular region, region that uh, is is more better place to get the jobs in uh, government. Uh, then others benefit simply because maybe that region has something in, to offer. For example, the Bunyoro region uh, is has been blessed with oil over the years and. Uh, government has been pushing up a little bit of uh, development back then, not particularly because it is an agenda of the government, but simply because there is something to benefit from back there. Essentially, Chagulani or Bobby Wine looked looked at all these and uh, he came through with, with an agenda or he came through with a motive of awakening a spirit in the majority of Ugandans who he can relate to being the youth, okay? The youth are the majority mm-hmm. form up, like I mentioned earlier, they form up 85% of the population. Now, he came up with the motive of sensitizing the youth about their constitution-given rights. And over time, he has been enlightening the youth about what exactly they need, uh, how they are supposed to be treated by the police, what they are entitled to. They are not allowed to bribe police officers because they are officers of the law serving the country. Uh, When you go to public hospitals, you are supposed to get medication because these are things that you actually pay for with your taxes. Okay? Right. Over time, his efforts have been in vain. The only good thing I could mention, with all truth and honesty, is maybe he's, 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 he is a resilient uh, young man or a gentleman. He's a youth. He's just 38. Mm-hmm. He's a resilient young man who keeps yeah. pushing and pushing through. Okay? So every single time he tries something yeah. that doesn't work out or that is in vain, he tries something different. You see, they say the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different one. Yeah, result. result. Mm-hmm. Now, there are factors of things that have actually agitated him or pushed him towards that direction. Uh, all the way from 2018, uh, when he was in Arua, he lost a driver. Uh, I think the whole world actually even found out there was a, an assassination, an assassination right. attempt, which the public official statement actually said was a stray bullet. I don't know how lucky a stray bullet can be to the head, but again, down here, the possibilities are endless. Now, uh, now uh, I, want to, I want to switch to the, to the voting, vo- voting part of okay. it. So I, know the, so I know the voting is 14th January 2021. Yeah. And I read the Electoral Commission came out and said there's no, they, they, they're not allowing anybody to record anything at the poll. Uh, polling stations or the results of the election. How is that legal that they are not letting anybody, if it's a free and fair election, how can the Electoral Commission come out and say nobody's allowed to record these? Uh, frankly, there is nothing legal about that. If, if anything, um, we're waiting on a legal basis or the backing for the reason with, behind that whole 
agenda. But if you actually look at it in a logical perspective, you realize that it is it has a, a political motive behind it. Okay? Because this has mm -hmm. it's not just about individuals, it even goes as far as journalists. Journalists are not allowed to bring cameras into the polling stations. Simply because the electoral commission came out and issued such orders without with for some obscure reason. You understand? And the same goes the same yeah. goes uh, for individuals who are hoping to carry our phones into the polling stations or even waiting for the time of declaration of results or every, anything like that. But this is simply because there, there is a connection to things because it is more of a counter move. It is more of a ping pong or a chess, a chess game that is yeah. happening. You realize that for every action that the opposition takes, particularly Chagulani, there is a counter move by the government, okay? Now, essentially, mm -hmm. uh, Bobby Wine's entire campaign trail has been has been an online event. It has been broadcasted live to the whole world out there for everyone to know. So you realize that uh, he has brought about he has brought about something. He has showed the strength of a camera, so to speak, okay? Yeah. So much that it has showed people what is actually happening in the country. It has showed the government for what it actually is. Yeah. Just by mm -hmm. just by mm -hmm. a mere camera, they have used excessive force. They are using guns here and there, tear gas, canisters, uh, sprays, and everything. And he is just using a camera. So that in essence shows that it is a threat to the what to the government but at the same time such a statement being issued issued by the electoral commission also speaks volumes about the independence of the electoral commission i i saw that and i was like how is that possible like there's something behind it that they don't want us to know and i'm sure so now mm. How can you, like a local person, how can you get back hope that this is going to be a free and fair election? And how can we have hope that when we go to vote, we can actually, our vote will mean something? Well, without truth and honesty, I'd be lying to you if I say this is going to be a free and fair election. However, the way I can put it is, in every system, there is a loophole, Okay. It is it mm -hmm. is a system that has been organized or it is a process that has been organized on a national level by the electoral commission and realize that the opposition particularly Bobby wine has uh, has been pushing has been pushing for mass voting he has been encouraging the youth to vote out there for a reason simply because majority of uh, majority of the people of the national citizens in Uganda had actually lost hope and the majority being the youth, they had actually lost hope in the entire electoral process simply because they had lost, they had believed it had lost its credit worthy. Okay? It was no longer credible, whatever information was coming out of there. But he's trying to show them that there is hope and there's a way we can actually safeguard this vote. But the only way we can make sure we safeguard this vote is by making sure we vote in large numbers in a peaceful, in a peaceful manner. Because over time he has been advocating for peace and he has made sure to mention that his campaign and the entire campaign trail is non-violent. Okay? Despite, 
despite yeah, how I... much he has made violence he has made violence along the way despite how much uh he has lost people or had people next to him or close to him injured he has kept through and through urging people to keep peaceful okay which speaks volumes about a leader to me mm-hmm. it speaks volumes about a, le- a leader to me especially a leader who is advocating for democracy if he had spoken otherwise then it would still trying to show me a different picture about him but the point is he has urged people to vote simply because he has put a, pla- a system in place to safeguard uh to safeguard that vote okay and hoping that if the mm-hmm. numbers come out big and accurate we can actually do something about it there's already an app in place that agents are supposed to use and he launched it the other day when he had uh when he was making a speech but uh the ironical thing the irony the yeah, you exactly vote. that one that one right there the you vote but the irony of things is uh just when it was supposed to uh be on play store the government just locked mm-hmm. up store and play store in the whole country where you actually have to use a <laughs> vpn to access some of his some mm-hmm. of his apps so the point is if the government can go to such extremes just to block one app but not just to block even just one app to make sure you don't even download a vpn to bypass whatever plans they have in place it it is it seems a little extreme especially if the intention is a free or fair election and every everyone has put in their work and their work actually speaks for them okay you don't have you don't have to go to right. such extremes so such systems in place eh? and observers and he has actually also asked people as to we are doing a campaign everything we are doing is within the law so you can actually stick back after casting your vote it is your responsibility to keep your vote okay but, but uh mm-hmm. frankly to, to so to speak we have come to realize you kind of have uh come have become accustomed to listening to Bobby Wine simply because they now know whatever he urges them to do there is a plan towards the, his objective okay which is achieving change by democratic means in Uganda yeah. trying to urge Ugandans, Ugandans to fight for their rights but in a peaceful manner because everyone has a right to express themselves it is a constitutional given right okay and it is well within your means it mm-hmm. is well within your right to speak out where you see injustice it is well within your right to stand for what you believe in stand firm for what you believe in and it is also your duty you have a duty to your country to go and cast your vote so that your voice can be heard and uh, determine the next leadership of the country so when you cast your vote it is also a responsibility to keep it now right. that right. whole motive is it is kind of against the regime that's not the re- that's not what the regime wants actually besides uh the electoral commission banning cameras and phones within polling stations they also came out and they were like uh oh, once you're done casting your vote you're not supposed to stay back come cast your vote go back home you leave everything else to us then we'll come out and we tell you we tell you we tell you what the results are 
But you see, this is a challenge simply because people have uh, people have kind of lost credibility in the electoral commission. They feel like it doesn't speak for itself, but it's actually communicating for someone else. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. So all these things have been shady, in a way. They've been shady and uh, they raise suspicion. And this same suspicion causes worry in Ugandans. It causes a little bit of insecurity. We are almost at the end of okay. this show. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, what are your last words or what are some of the words you can tell to all the listeners or to all the Ugandans as they head towards a big change? And what kind of hope will you give back to the people? Or anything else that I've not asked you about that you want to share with the our listeners? Oh, um, well, to, to start with, the first thing I would urge Ugandans, my fellow Ugandans to do, is make sure you wake up and you go and vote. Go and vote because you owe a duty to your country to go and vote and you have every right to determine the leadership of your country. It is your right. It is your right to make sure that you put your voice out there because these are very things that are going to affect you. If you feel like um, the leaders you have in power don't exactly represent your will or they don't exactly represent what is affecting you, then you have a right to change it. And that this is the opportunity right here to do it. Not just at the president level, all the way down to the level. But at the same time, I would still urge my fellow Ugandans to stick to the truth. I would urge them to make sure they make a logical decision, think through. The majority of us have been in a generation where we have seen one simple president and we have seen what he has had to offer growing up all through, okay? It is not enough to be intimidated into not voting, but also voting against your will. It is a secret ballot. Everyone is allowed to vote for their own candidate, and it is of paramount importance simply because... uh, it changes the fate of the country, okay? Maybe the other thing I wanted to get into that uh, I slightly just wanted to hit was the recent event of um, the brutality of Bobby Wine at, uh, when he was having a press conference with ICC. You're well aware that he actually he actually reported mm-hmm. a case at ICC against General Museveni. Yeah, so I, I watched the video too when he was on an interview, and then they pulled him yeah, out of the car. Yeah, precisely, because uh, that interview right there was an ICC interview. They opened up a case against, uh, against General Museveni, or the president of the Republic of Uganda, uh, crimes against humanity, or things like that. But fortunately, or unfortunately for him, midway of the interview, when he was actually even submitting his testimony, yeah, he was uh, pepper-sprayed, tear-gassed, uh, and actually dragged out of his car, but the implications the implications are quite even grave than you might actually think because once such evidence is put on record and the ICC the ICC can actually issue sanctions and issue a warrant for the president, okay, which which is 
okay the one the way this has this is something that has been done over time what i'm trying to say is that history has kind of kind of repeats itself something that happened in uh, northern mm-hmm. uh, sudan the same in libya in libya and everything they confine you as a president if you if you're issued with an arrest warrant you're not allowed to fly, to fly out of your country okay so you cannot even go to your neighbors mm-hmm. even if it is sudan or any other country simply because the moment you fly out of the country you are supposed to just be flown to the icc to answer to your charges okay so it cannot be done to to a sitting president that means that leaves you confined to your country but uh these are things that are worth looking into especially considering how the entire campaign trail has happened uh violating rights of journalists to realize that journalists have been have been actually in harm's way they've been brutalized they've been shot at uh recently we had uh, a canister fired at uh, uh was it a rubber bullet fired at one of Bobby Wine's journalists the one was following him all over mm-hmm. Ashraf Kasi mm-hmm. they actually shattered his forehead and skull he is in recovery we have already lost people we had violent uh demonstrations the other time last year around november was it 18th that uh so 54 lives lost okay 54 and that that yeah. was just the former uh reported number but we actually lost more lives than that we've had uh, the bobby, uh, bobby wines bobby bodyguard also also uh dead over the same allegations so all these things that have been piling up just in the recent events alone uh, the brutality of police uh the army the army intertwining with uh, the with the uh, the army intertwining with the roles of the police okay the army has brought out sort of an excessive force that not does not exactly represent what exactly they're supposed to do because they are supposed to serve the country and protect its citizens okay so all these rec- yeah. all these recent yeah. recent events that uh, have been have been uh, on Bobby Wine's campaign trail have in a way amounted to the crimes okay and it only warrants or calls for one thing which is investigation simply because lives are at stake here and we're also looking at an avenue where we need to 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 make sure such a thing does not happen in the near future we are at an objective of preserving more life as opposed to having more lives lost okay and if such an income mm-hmm. also favors or 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 such an income encumbrance um stops more violence erupting in the country i think it is a step in the right direction and it is something that we are supposed to do but the most important bit is we are supposed to secure um our country as our citizens in a peaceful manner and make sure our will is heard through voting come next week 14th Thursday right every and word every word we're going to say on this and all time is go vote go vote every, because every, like every, you, you explained yeah. it very well and i told people in my late, latest episode that even okay. in america 
people were just calling on to each other to vote, to go vote. To, in these recent elections we just had okay. in November, um, it was the word was like mm. go vote, where most of the black people in America had given up voting because they thought there's no reason for them to vote because it, they go through the same thing all the time. But here's a chance that we got to have somebody who actually listens to the black people in America. And the black people started uh, mobilizing each other to go right. vote. And when they went to vote, they voted in large numbers that even President Trump could not even tamper with any of the votes. He kept uh, arguing that they stole the votes, but it's just because people turned right. out to vote. And I'm hoping like many people in Uganda might have given up hope of like they're going to steal the votes. But if we go and vote in large numbers, something can happen that they won't even have enough votes to Still, you remember when Bobby Wine just won the election in yeah, Chad yeah. He had more votes than even if you multiplied all his competitors by three, you couldn't get the amount of votes he got. So that's something I'm... Well, he's a, a lucky guy, but on top of that, he's also a hardworking guy. But rightly so... And he's precisely, smart. Precisely, he's a very smart guy. But rightly so, like you put it, um, yeah. like the way blacks had lost faith in those elections it's the same way guys have lost mm -hmm. had lost faith in the elections back here because they feel like uh, the results have already been as they have always been doctored okay but this time around what's different mm -hmm. is that is exactly what Bobby Wine has been against and that is exactly what he has been preaching to the people he has been stood, he has been telling them that look here your voice is still valuable your voice can still be heard you have a right to vote and he has actually inspired the spirit of voting among the people particularly the youth that had initially uh given up given up on the whole process they are not even interested in voting at all and we're looking at a scenario where he's not even urging the youth alone to go and vote it's like you carry also the old ones Bring them to vote. Boda, boda, guys, I am tasking you. Because these are, those are the people that actually believe in him down here. There are people that uh, there are people that listen to him and they relate to him because, like you might know, he is from the ghetto. He has been there. There is practically nothing he doesn't know happening down there. And these are the people that he relates with. That's why he tasks them. So he's asking everyone. He's actually being a messenger. He's like... I am sending you, tasking you to go and tell someone else, to tell someone else to go and vote. Now, he is not telling people to go and vote him. Make, let me make that clear. He is not asking people to go and vote him. He is asking people to go and vote. As simple as that. He is letting everyone know you have a right to vote for whoever you need. It is your constitution given right, and it is well within your right to go and vote whoever you want to vote. But in Exactly, in a peaceful manner, which is the right thing to do, if you actually think about it. Uh, it speaks volumes about the kind of leader that you're going to be. And if you're a leader anyway, that means you stand to represent the bigger number or the bigger picture involving anyone, despite of the differences and everything. Yeah, uh, I want to thank you, Council Gilbert Asimwe, for walking us through these uh, the legal matters of the situations in Uganda. And I'm sure all our listeners and everybody, before you go vote, you need to listen to this episode and you can learn something. It'll give you a light into what actually is happening in our country. And I want to thank you yeah. for the time you've given us, sir.
and helping us enlighten in all these legal matters that some of well, the people don't Well, thank you too, Bonnie. I'm glad to be here. And I'm glad I could help uh, throw a little bit of light where I can. It, yeah, it's actually cool because um, everyone needs to know um, what is happening in your country and you also need to take mm-hmm. part in what is actually happening in that country. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, thank you uh, for reaching out to everyone. And yeah, keep doing you. Thank you, sir. And everybody, everyone who wants to get in touch with Council uh, Asuma Gilbert, whether you're in Uganda or whether you're in the States and you want to know something or if you need help, uh, we're going to be dropping his social media usernames and where you can contact him and he will get to whatever you want and see how he can help you. So thank you very much and be blessed. Hey there. I am Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Body Talk Show. Thanks for watching my video and don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend. Tune in every Saturday at 9am Eastern Time for a new episode about my podcast. And for more information about this podcast, follow me on my Instagram page, talk underscore show underscore 256.